When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Finish the mission. Let's talk about jealousy and how we could have success talking about it. Ooh, so many people have been talking with me this week about anxieties with their partners with others. I think this is a great topic, something so important for us to talk about. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Valley, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. I love to start off by really opening up space. We talk about connecting first before you try to fix it or stretch it and just connecting with the function of jealousy, right? It's just the body's way of saying, hey, there's something here that might be a threat. Mm. It might, might not be real. It might not be your partner doing anything wrong, but your body just says, hey, you know, we have something good and I don't want to lose it. And then, and there's something here that's making me uncomfortable. That's uh. all it insecurity. We all have those insecurities and jealousies and there's something really good and healthy and adaptive about it. We get the impact and do something totally different. But how, how does that sound, Lori? Just starting off with that. Oh, that sounds really good. I have a personal example. My husband did a work uh, when we were younger and it was kind of like this ministry and for four days I had very little access to him because when he was actually working there were like no we, I don't think we had cell phones you know but there was no getting to him so if the children had an emergency I couldn't reach him or whatever and I knew that a lot of you know this was a mixed crowd people that he worked with men and women and the women would like send me notes after these four days. Thank you so much for sharing your husband with us. You know, his ministry is so important. And, you know, all this stuff, kind of their idolization of him. And and I would go to some of them and I would see the way they looked at him. And, you know, he was he's really powerful at what he does. And it was like, yeah, I want to sleep with him, too. You know, especially this part of him. He's so great. So I knew that a lot of women were being turned on and I would feel anxious you know, mm -hmm. and then and then I was cut off and I couldn't reach him. And I don't think I had the wherewithal at that time in my marriage to really say, you know, my body is telling me I don't want to lose this. We we got something good going on. I, you know, I don't want to lose it. And I don't I don't know how to talk about it with you. Exactly. And I think that's the dynamics that couples fall into. Like you try to talk about it. But when you bring it up, his brain hears it as you not trusting him, as you telling him he's, you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. When he tells, he defends himself from that and says, you know, you're crazy. You're too much. What do, why are you jealous? This is a problem. You shouldn't be feeling this way. 
doesn't really help when you tell somebody they shouldn't be feeling this way. Right, you can see it, how it has never helped. It has it never has helped never when helped. you say, "Calm down," or "You're too much." That that you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be anxious. That never actually helps. Well, him hearing the message he's failing makes him tell you you're too much. Yeah, you tell you tell him he's failing after he tells you you're too much, and it just feeds that negative cycle that we talk so much about. Exactly. You know, Ryan Rayner and James Hawkins, right of leading edge podcast the eft training great great podcast the leading edge yes we, we, i listen all the time learn so much please tune in they talk about in one of their episodes entering the fray and fray is oh, yeah. another acronym for a failed repair attempt mm-hmm. that's so often what's happening with couples in these conversations around jealousy they try to talk about it how they bring it up Lori brings it up. Hey, what are you doing? Who are you talking to these four days? I couldn't get in touch with you. And her husband would be like, what is wrong with you? I'm just working. I'm trying to provide. Like, well, why are you being so angry? And mm-hmm. that conversation's over. Like, their mm-hmm. brains are yellow. Right. It's a failed attempt. They're not able to repair. Next time it happens, the same thing happens. And when you see around these jealousy conversations, there's thousands and thousands of attempts to talk about it. When Lori's just feeling anxious and needs some reassurance, and then Derek gets the message he's failing, both of them don't get help with those feelings. Yeah. And every time it happens, it just reinforces the anticipation the next time that the same thing's going to happen, and it takes on a life of its own. It does. And I, I want to say a little bit about jealousy. I think most of us are ashamed that we feel jealous. We don't accept that as a natural emotion that our body is telling us something important. I, I love that you said that, George. I, it's like I, I got tears in my eyes because I think you're so right. When we have those feelings, we need to examine them. They're okay. It's what we do with them sometimes that can break attachment with our partner. But feeling jealous, especially when we're in a sexual relationship with somebody and we notice how attractive they are and we notice other people noticing that, I mean, it's it's just kind of natural to feel something about that and to feel, okay, you know, is this a threat or not? And if we can talk about it, it's all good. You know, we can get back on track with each other. But I think, and this was certainly what I felt, you know, as a younger person was like, okay, I'm, I'm ashamed. You know, I mm-hmm. should trust my partner. I should be more confident. I should be more confident in myself. Like, who cares if women are looking at him and, you know, flirting with him? Who cares, right? Because it's all, I'm, I'm so great. You know, and then to feel insecure, I think, made me feel like, okay, there's it's it's a double whammy. We call it the second arrow. I feel bad about something, and then I beat myself up for feeling bad about it. You know, that, that shame of feeling insecure, like there's, there's a craziness in that. And then in the negative cycle, your partner tells you you're crazy and overreacting and too much too. So it exactly. feels gaslighting. It's, it's pretty nasty. So what we're trying to say here is jealousy is not the problem. It's just information. It's just signals from your body. It's what you do with it that becomes the problem, right? Mm-hmm. If you and your partner can't handle it, if you have an insecurity and it opens up a doorway for vulnerability and your partner can reassure you, these jealousies become bonding moments, right? But if you try to share your insecurity in an angry tone and your partner gets defensive and tells you you're too much, that becomes a big problem because you're not able to repair. It creates more distance, more mistrust, more anxiety. And here we go. The negative cycle is gaining momentum. I have heard so many. It's, you know, it's like the theme of the week. I don't know if you notice this, George, but as a therapist, certain themes just emerge in one week. 
all the people are talking about affairs or all the people are talking about, you know, sexual dysfunction or all, you know, somehow or another, the universe is saying this is an important topic. And this week, it's about how people navigate relationships outside of their relationship and how do they talk about it with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I've seen in this navigation is that, you know, we creep into these conversations. Maybe we say, just drop a little bit, like, oh, you know, so, you know, all the women there this this weekend think you were hot, you know, and it's just a tiny little drop. I'm not, I'm not bringing forward what I feel. And, you know, maybe your partner shrugs it off, well, whatever. I, you know, I, I don't pay attention to anything like that, right? That's a good one. You know, I don't pay attention to that, which actually makes the partner feel worse. It's like, mm-hmm. well, if you're not paying attention and all those women are paying attention to you, that sets you up for vulnerability because, you know, one day we're not going to be doing so good and whop, you know, that woman who pays you attention. It's going to matter. It's going to go in. And if you don't know this, now I feel even more anxious. You know, I mean, it just all starts with little bits of conversations and we don't bring out our feelings necessarily. And by the time we get to a conversation about it, our partner is on edge. We're feeling, you know, somewhat insecure, more insecure, not somewhat, but more insecure. And so having the real conversation about what we're feeling often goes badly because there's this pent up emotion. Both people have kind of rubbed each other wrong a little bit already about this conversation. Exactly. So let's use some tactics here. Okay. Now my brain wants to break these conversations down moment by moment. Okay, what is break the mission? it down. You have some insecurity that's totally normal and natural, right? Your body's picking up some kind of a threat. All right. So the mission is to help you with that threat. If the couple is united, that's what they're going to do. So to accomplish this successful mission, Lori has to bring up her threat, but I think it's uh, it, that's already hard enough to do to bring it up. Oh yeah, you know. But now I'm going to stretch you a little bit more. I need you to bring it up, but bring it up in an intentional way that also is aware of my triggers that we tend to have in these conversations. You got to learn to protect me while bringing up your insecurity. It's like a double move, right? This might sound hard to a lot of people. With practice, it becomes easy and easier. How do you share, but also be intentional in protecting your partner? Because it gives you the best chance of keeping your partner's focus on you and giving you success in what you're sharing. If you don't, if you just race into sharing, it's likely to hit the same minefield over and over again that the negative cycle has plenty of practice doing. So I think what I'd like to do is we'll come up with a scenario where we can role play this. Okay. Right? Where you could bring it up and you'll see what it's like when Lori brings it up, not protecting me, what kind of winds up happening versus her bringing it up and protecting me. And notice when she protects me in my response back, I got to learn how to protect her too. Because if I just respond without thinking about it, I'm probably going to hit very likely triggers within her too. But the good news, it's the same triggers over and over again. And as couples start to learn triggers of failure or rejection, like they can start speaking to them proactively up front and it changes the likelihood we're going to be successful with the mission. So one of the main things we got to start with is do we know our partner's trigger? Like just Mm -hmm. consciously, can we name, you know, my partner has often told me, hey, no matter what I do, it's not enough for you. No matter what I do, I can't make you happy. 
So if I know my partner feels like they fail me, no matter what, that's the trigger. That's what's going to go in. When I bring something up, probably this or many things, they're going to be triggered into a sense of failure, hopelessness about making me happy, all of that. They don't do it right. Withdrawers tend to have the fear that they're doing something wrong, they're failing, they're in trouble, right? That tends to be the trigger. So we want to protect them in conversations from that message. Pursuers tend to get the, their fear is that they're going to be rejected. They're going to be told they're too much or too negative all the time. So again, (laughs) we want to, as the withdrawers, I want to learn to protect my partner in these conversations at the front end of it to be able to say, listen, I know your fear is that you're too much. And that this, you know, this insecurity is totally normal. Anybody would feel that way if they pick up a threat, right? Again, we're being proactive in protecting our partner from their fears, which makes it a lot easier for everything else to take place. Mm. Okay. I love that. Well, let's come up with an example and work it through when we come back. I'm using ZocDoc. ZocDoc is this free app that shows you where your doctors are. It gives you patient reviews, who takes your insurance, who's available, what specialty you need. You can find every specialist under the sun, whether it's to fix your teeth or fix your back or get that mole checked or whatever. Ooh, we're talking moles at Christmas. Let's not do that. Okay, ZocDoc is a mobile app. It's easy. It's as easy as ordering a ride to the restaurant or getting a delivery to your house. If you were looking for a restaurant, you would absolutely look up and figure out where is the best restaurant based on reviews. And with ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for yourself in your network and in your neighborhood. Go to ZocDoc.com slash foreplay and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today Many of them are available 24 hours a day. And isn't it awful in the holidays if we get sick and we need a doc? That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash foreplay. ZocDoc.com slash foreplay for help finding a doctor. George, feeling is everything. Excitement, intimacy, anticipation, contentment. UberLube lets you feel all the things you want to feel. Lori, I'm so proud of our partnership with UberLube. That really are making a difference, helping people feel more, enjoy more. That's all what we're about to. So we just really appreciate our partnership with them. Exactly. UberLube, it was created with sex in mind. Its formula is pure. It's basically silicone-based, smooth and silky, and it's body-friendly, so you don't have to worry about yeast infections or glycerin or parabens. And it's got a perfect pump for the perfect experience every single time. Ooh, that's kind of sexy. Yeah. Uberlube.com with the code foreplay for your discount. Hey, we love Uberlube. And thank you listeners for supporting Uberlube who supports us. Uberlube.com with the code foreplay. So let's use an example. Working with a couple, we're going to be the couple. I went away on a college reunion. Mm. 20-year reunion. Oh, college reunions. I'm already feeling the threat, George. College reunions are hotbeds for affairs. Well, there you go. They are, they are, right? I went away, and we. I am now back, and Lori wants to bring up something about what was happening for her. So here we go. 
you know, I I really want to talk to you about this last weekend because a lot of times I was trying to reach you and text you and stuff, and it was like you didn't pick up, and normally you do, but I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, I, I know... You know, Alicia was there, and I, I just started to feel like like well, maybe you are just, I, well, I don't again, know, so preoccupied by all the your college buddies, and, and I know you went drinking and out to dinner with them. and We talked about other, this. You oh, knew God, I, I was going to be drinking. I haven't seen these people in 20 years. It's only a weekend. I never go away with any of my friends. You know, it's just a good chance to reconnect with some of them. I wasn't going to be too available. I mean, we, we talked about this. Like, y- 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 I've... A whole relationship. Have I ever done anything that's warranted, like you not trusting me or you, you like know, I, this I, is ridiculous? Listen, listen, I, you know, I, okay, it, it's not that you've had an affair. It's just like, I think you don't notice it when women flirt with you and you kind of flirt back. And it's like, you, you don't, you don't see how it turns them on. You, you, you weren't you even there. It. How would you know? Like, no, and now I, you're like no, imagining I, what was not, happening. I wasn't there, but yes. I mean, I I remember your old girlfriend. I remember what she was like, and I remember you going out oh, with the guys. How is this? My old girlfriend's you know, not even in that college. It's like, I mean, this is like this is this I, is cr- this I, is crazy. I know, You're making too big of a deal out of nothing. The, their mindset is to pick up women, and I know some of them are married now. But I, it's like I just think Listen, you, know, you I, get I together. Don't, and, I don't care about anyone else. I can't control of their lives. I only know what I'm doing. I I don't know why you're stressing over this. This is not a big deal. This is nothing happened. You know nothing happened, and yet you just want to make a problem out of no problem. I, I am not trying to make a problem out of no problem. I just want you to understand what I feel about it. Well, when you don't yeah. pick up the phone and you're away with with all these people, that I mean, some of the I know there's I, women I, there that you had sex with, let's, honey. We can talk about this later tonight, okay? Because I, I got to okay. Run. God. All right, how do we do? <laughs> Sounds familiar, right? I mean, so many people are going to have had that conversation, especially, I think, over reunions. I really do think reunions are an interesting phenomena. Right, but look at the mission. Lori wanted help with this feeling of anxiety that she had, and yet she didn't really ask for my help. Nope. All I heard was her not trusting me, thinking I did something wrong, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And, like, we're done. We, we can't – it's a failed – attempt to have a conversation yeah you're shut down you're you're you can't even hear my anxiety because you're now under threat trying to defend yourself trying to say look at nothing happened you know i i can't i can't defend against all these imaginations you know or can i loved your line when you said you know i can't control what other people do that was so classic (laughs) so good and, I mean, what Laurie was doing was beautiful. She's trying to get reassurance with her anxiety. That is what healthy relationships do. She just did it in a way that wasn't aware of my triggers, and she walked right into them. And this is what happens with couples over and over again. They walk into the same triggers, and they get surprised that they get the same results. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do this again where now, Lori, I mean, we've had this fight a hundred times. Yep. How does Laurie, in finishing the mission... Again, she's bringing up her vulnerability, which is a hard thing to do, but she's adding this new move to it. She's also going to try to protect me as she's doing that. And let's see if that changes the outcome. Okay. 
Okay, I'm going to buckle in here and try to... <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> buckle here up. I'm buckling up to see what's coming my way, because I'm waiting for the old familiar. <laughs> You're waking for, waiting for the cycle to hit you. Okay, so, honey, I want to bring something up about last weekend, and I am really glad that you went. I think it's so important for you to connect with people that you have a long history with. And I know you had a great time, and... We were fine at home, me and the kids. We, you know, it was great. And I loved the little snippets when I did talk with you about what was happening and kind of seeing your joy about reconnecting was, uh, it's beautiful. And I'm really glad you shared that with me. I, I did feel something that I want to tell you about. And I, I don't want to push you away. And I don't want to go into the same cycle that we go into. And I'm certainly not accusing you of having done something. But, you know, when you were gone and sometimes I would text and maybe you wouldn't get back right away. And I just made up in my head that, you know, you're with all those old people and maybe attractive women or seeing the old women that you used to see and maybe women that you'd slept with. And I just like, I don't know, I, you know, my body just, I, I felt this sinking feeling in my stomach and I know you love me. I know you're committed to me. I know that, but I, I just, I needed to share with you about this so that I could mm. get that reassurance that, you know, you're you're with me. And it's okay. I mean, I know you're attracted to other women. Of course. Duh. I mean, there's attractive women out there. And, and I, I'm, I'm not generally, you mm -hmm. know, threatened by that. Um, and I, I love that part of you that's flirty. I, I love that. And I'm, I'm not wanting you to curtail that and to stop that. I just, Right. I just had these crazy imaginings that you were flirting with women and that they were wanting you and that it was tempting. And I just, I couldn't get settled. Well, I appreciate you kind of talking about it and letting me know that you don't think I did anything wrong because I certainly yeah, I, didn't do anything no, wrong. No, no, no. And I'm not I, saying that. I hear in you, you're, there was a threat. You were anxious about something and you just need my reassurance. And it's a healthy thing to do to kind of talk about something because if we don't, then that kind of gets us into trouble. So I right. appreciate you bringing this up. And I just want to let you know that it's normal to have those insecurities. And, you know, it's we have something really good and really special. And, you know, and your brain just wonders what could happen. I mean, I, I feel that way sometimes, too. And, you know, you go back and you see your parents in California, you haven't seen people. And I'm always, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I wonder if you know, somebody pops up and what would happen. But, you know, it's, I, I don't think that sucks. And I'm glad you shared that with me. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're open to this. It feels so much better than when we shut down. And I know sometimes, you know, when you've been gone, you know, I can shut down and, and it, it isn't understandable to you. It's like I'm actually wanting you more than ever and needing reassurance, but I feel bad for feeling insecure. And so then I just like close off and I don't mm -hmm. want to do that this time. I, I want to stay open to you. Frankly, I want to have sex with you. That's like deeply reassuring to me. And I do love what we have. It's just sometimes I, I get radically insecure. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'm sorry for my part because when I feel that you don't trust me, I get so defensive about that. It feels so unfair that I do minimize your fears and 
kind of make you feel like it's your fault like it's and i'm sorry for because it's it is okay to get anxious i mm-hmm. want you to talk to me about your anxiety i think it's a healthy thing to do we can deal with it together when you share it with me yeah and i, I want to share one more thing it's it's not just that i felt threatened by other women it's like i like that part of you i like that flirty self i like that jovial kind of extroverted energetic part it's really attractive and sometimes you know we're walking the middle road and we're dealing with all our stuff and sometimes we get in our negative cycle and i don't see that as often and so some of my jealousy was not about other women Mm -hmm. it was about you being the good time self and i love that part and i don't see enough of it and i i really i think one of the things that I told myself is when he gets home, I want us to like carve out time together, you know, so that we're going off together and having space in our lives for that to come forward, you yeah. know, because I really, really love that about you. And, and I, 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 I want that part of you. And this is what I appreciate about you that, you know, you think about these things because you know, I can go on cruise control too often and not really think about it. And, you know, to hear that, you know, we can get into a rut where we just go through the motions too often and you want more of that me that might have came out like that's a great thing. I think I want that, too. And I, I want more of that from you. So I totally hear what you're saying. OK, that feels better. <laughs> All right. I, I think I need I also think I need like a little um like an emergency button, like when I'm really feeling desperate and you're away, you know, I'm going to like send you a certain emoji or bitmoji or something that says I, I need attention and I need it now. Right. I mean, could we like figure out a signal or something? Can I promise just, I won't overuse it. <laughs> can we just stop talking to have sex now? <laughs> okay. All absolutely. Right. Again, look, look at how different the outcome is when both people are aware of each other's triggers and they could kind of protect each person from that. Lori protected me from the message that I'm failing, that I'm not in trouble, that I'm a good guy, that I'm loyal. Like those words really help me stay my brain green and my heart open where I can keep my focus on her and helping her with her anxieties and insecurities. The more I can tell her those are normal they're healthy. She's sharing it. It's the only thing she can do. Like she's not too much. She's doing a good job. Like mm-hmm. it's not chance that those conversations are going to go in the direction of, of safety and security. Mm-hmm. And I just think really, honestly, the lack of defensive tone to me was even more important than the words, right? You know, you didn't get defensive, your tone didn't get defensive and you kind of kept open to me. That felt really good. And I think it was very, natural to start to move into more vulnerability of more telling you it was you I wanted, like telling you all the good things, not just my jealousy, but how much I wanted you. And, and then there was just like in that space of feeling connected, she, the woman was kind of generating solutions. Hey, how about like, Mm -hmm. let's us go away. Let's, let's find a little signal. You know, it was just, this is what happens when people feel connected to each other they can solve the problems. Exactly. I mean, sometimes it starts the other way around. It's like, hey, you know, when you go away, I just need a little signal. And I, I need you to answer no matter what when I send you that signal. And, and that is invulnerable. It doesn't talk about the feelings of why that's happened 
or what's going on inside. And, and the person doesn't feel wanted. I mean, I, I hope that that man felt the want and like the celebration of all this good part of him. It wasn't even necessarily a threat about an other. It was about a longing that she had for him. Yeah, that's the good news here, that if you can take a risk, but also be intentional in protecting your partner when you do it, you have the best chance of actually getting the help that you're looking for. And as Lori's talking about, when you don't have to put all those energies towards defensiveness, they can shift into the places of longing because that's truly what's driving it in the first place. There's nothing more healthy than wanting to hold on to something that is so special. And that's all Lori's looking for. It's a beautiful thing. And that doorway into that beautiful thing comes through our insecurities. We got to learn to embrace them, to not pathologize them. That is really, again, what gives us so much more to connect with as a couple. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Keep it out, y'all. Hey, guys, it's gift giving time. And I have a great new gift to recommend to you. It's called the Lasting Connection System. It's kind of like a game, and it's developed by one of our fellow EFTers, Dr. Rebecca Georgeson. It has detailed instructions. It sort of has conversation starters. And it's this like eight by four foot mat. Think about Twister. Very cool. That kind of moves you into deeper conversation and deeper connection with your partner. It's also a way that we can communicate and resolve conflict. It's two parts. Side one is communication. Side two is a system that helps you move from conflict to connection. And it's just really neat. I think, you know, let's put some time into ourselves, give each other the gift of connection. What could be better at this holiday season? Again, the Lasting Connection system. You'll find it at buildinglastingconnection.com. And we'll have the link on our website so that you can also enjoy this new game. And there's a coupon code for Play20 for 20% off. We wish you peace. We wish you joy. And we wish you connection. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.